Hey, coaches, welcome to Championship Culture. Got a great guest with us tonight. Steve Brooks is the head football coach at CBA Cock in North Carolina. He has uh, been the head football coach there eight years and has uh, done a great job turning the program around. And he operates in a just a, a unbelievably tough he's, – he's a 3A school, but he's in a 3A, 4A split conference. So he has to battle teams that are bigger than him almost every night. And, uh, and he's done a great job. He's been on the YouTube channel before. Got, got a, uh, one of the most popular uh, Y-Cross videos we got on the channel. We did uh, – I, I can't remember if we did one or two roundtables, like right when COVID hit. And he was, uh, did a great job, went through his whole practice plan with us. And uh, so excited to have you, man. And uh, I, I've been looking forward just to hearing how you do things. I, I tried to get you to go to lunch with me one time just so I could <laughs> – so now I got you on the, uh, on the podcast so I can steal all your good ideas. But uh, excited about listening to you. And uh, let's jump into it. Question number one, can you give us a one-minute elevator introduction? Steve Brooks, uh, head football coach at Charles V. Acock. I'm finishing my eighth season there and, and uh, year starting – or starting year eight and, uh, and starting year 22 as a, as a – football coach in this great state of North Carolina. I did one year at East Carolina in 2004 uh, with John Thompson, and that was a wonderful experience. Got to see the inner workings of, of college football. Um, got two wonderful boys uh, that are involved in sports and a little bit of everything. And, uh, and when I have some downtime, spend some time at the beach. So uh, pull for the Tar Heels, pull for the Gamecocks and the, and the two great states that, uh, that we seem to visit the most. And uh, Again, I'm just happy to be on your podcast. I mean, you're doing a great job and, and unbelievable uh, the uh, wealth of knowledge I've gained from just you. Well, I appreciate you being on here, man. We talked about before we started this. Tonight would actually be our first game of the season if we were in a regular world. So it's, it's kind of uh, bittersweet, but uh, at least we get to talk about football and, and, uh, and learn a little something and get better. And I told you before, 20, how many years? 23? 22. 22. So those boys, good looks, man. They, they hide it. Yeah. You're a, a big dog veteran uh, football coach. So uh, we're excited to learn from you. So question number two is in your program, what is the definition of culture? Uh, our players and our coaches have a, an understanding that the expectation is that they represent something that's uh, bigger than football. Uh, it means having great character um, at home, in the community, uh, in the classroom, and on the field. And if they do those things, they do, if they have that understanding and they understand that it's bigger than just football, then uh, that takes care of everything else. That's, a, that's an awesome definition, man. That's, that's great. All right, so here's, here's the big question. What are the three best things you do to build culture in your program? Well, the first one is accountability. We started Accountability Circle on uh, Wednesdays uh, two years ago, and it really elevated our program. And, and um, the accountability circle is not just for players. It's including coaches. So I'll give you a quick story. We were beating Green Central uh, two years ago at our place, and we're driving. We had a couple penalties, and uh, it's fourth and 15. About a minute, minute five left on the clock, and uh, Coach Brooks decided to, to, to throw a pass in the end zone, and we knew he couldn't kick the field goal. Um, so instead of running the ball and running some clock, I decided to throw a pass. I said, if he intercepts it, worst case scenarios, we're going to tackle him on the one and we're going to be in good shape. We throw an interception. He goes 100 yards for the touchdown to win. We lose 35-33. Uh, 
And uh, so Coach Brooks was in the accountability circle for the first time in 25, 30 years. And I did 35 up downs because that was what ended up, you know, we ended up losing that score. And, and uh, even my coaches were like, man, when you got to like 20, we, we thought we were going to have to call the ambulance. And uh, I said, no. I said, it, it might have killed me. I said, but I was going to do the 35 because I owed those kids because I felt like, uh, and that, not to take a win away from uh, Green Central, but I felt like I gave a game away for our kids that had worked so hard to try to get one. So uh, once Coach Brooks got in the accountability circle and, and showed that he could do his up-downs for his mistakes, it, it became much simpler for the rest of our kids to, you know, they realized that they had a penalty, they had a bad play, they did something wrong in the classroom, they let the position group down, that they they got in the accountability circle and they did their up-downs and they learned from it. So, uh, and definitely that is in the back of my mind anytime I'm close to making a stupid bonehead cause, I'm not getting back in the accountability circle again. So, uh, that's number one. Give us, give us a couple more. I, I love this concept. Give us a couple more uh, just – like nuts and bolts, is it on the practice field? Is it after practice, before practice? How, how does that whole thing, uh, how, explain it to us. What, you mean the accountability circle or? Yeah, the accountability circle. Okay, so on Wednesday, so we, we, chart, we chart all penalties. Basically, it's penalties and then kids that um, I get a teacher email from or they get sent to uh, in-school, you know, like we call it prime time, which is maybe just a period or it's all day. You know, it's something they've done to let their teammates down that uh, miss a practice. Um, you know, it's a, it's a poor reflection of their position coach their, and, and their position and then their team. And uh, so they go to the middle of the circle. They call out their name. They call out what they did. And uh, then they do the up-downs that represent the penalty. Awesome. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to steal that one. All right. All right. Number one. Uh, fun uh, is number two. You know, I, I know a lot of people say, um, you know, well, yeah, you should be having fun if you love football. But not everybody, you know, it. it we have done things to, to make things fun. We, we've made, you know, where it's not um, so rigorous. You know, there, there are times where we, we, you know, we'll put up in the, in the locker room, you know, just helmets today or just shorts today. Um, you know, we might have watermelon or something for them after practice. You know, we, we try to make it, you know, we, we want these, what I have learned in the last five years is these kids have got to really get to know you and they got to know you care about them and that you can put your arm around them. And, you know, they got to know you're a real human being, you're a real person. And uh, so, you know, we've tried to do as much things like that as possible, show them that we have a sense of humor, we can laugh, that everything doesn't have to be, there's a time for seriousness and we're going to be serious, but there's also a time where, you know, we, we can we can have fun too. And and I think that's made our kids play harder is that they realize that, you know, they're not walking on eggshells. They're not worried about getting – screwing up. You know, we want them to play fast and go have fun, play fast. I, I, that's one thing I usually tell them right before we leave the locker room. Go have fun, go play fast. Awesome, awesome. All right, number three. Uh, we've created a, a – I don't want to call it anymore a senior council. We, we call it I've, I've, what I've really tried to focus on this, this spring and then the summer is we call it a player council. You know, we take the captains and then two or three kids that, you know, they might be a junior, they might be a sophomore, but if they're playmakers, there's guys that, that on our football team look up to. And uh, so we, we've created a player council that we take everything, you know, decisions, you know, whether we're going to suspend a guy or, um, 
you're, you know, hey, this guy is is screwing up. You you need to go take care of your position group. You know, we we start with the player council and it goes out from there. So they're police in their locker room. So it's not like I know people have said like in the old days, well, police in their locker room means you know fights and stuff like that. And that's not what we're talking about. It's you know I can go to my senior quarterback or when he was a junior last year and say, hey, look, you know such and such is not getting it done in the classroom and you're responsible for that. You know, yeah, you're a quarterback, but you're a back. So you're responsible for that group. You know, you need to go handle that before I need to handle it, you know, or you need to go prep them on, Hey, this is not going the right way, you know, and coach Brooks is going to talk to you about it. And so that's been, you know, big for us. We had some guys uh, two years ago that decided they didn't want to wear their team sock. And we literally team socks and we literally the player council all agreed. You know, we met with them and said, now, what do y'all want to do? You know, this is a this is a team issue deal. You know, how would y'all handle it? And, you know, unanimous. They said, Coach Brooks, they don't need to start. If they can't wear the socks we're wearing, they don't need to start. So that's the, the you know, that's been really big for us and our culture is that they have ownership in in the program. It's not just led by us or by me and the coordinators and the coaches. It's you know, they have ownership in it as well. Great. Another great idea, man. I love it. Uh, how, how quickly did it, how, how quick did that kind of take uh, effect where they would actually make some tough decisions for you? I mean, pretty quick. That's when I kind of knew that we were on to something special when we had that kind of, you know, leadership, we were going from a uh, kind of, you know, walking that gray area of leadership where they, you know, we had a group that wasn't real, their year before wasn't real sure, you know, they, they wanted to leave, but didn't know how, and, and we were trying to teach them how to lead. And then we had, I think them younger kids kind of grabbed the bull by the horns and saw what we were trying to teach them and just said, all right, the heck with it. We're not, we're, this isn't going to be like last year. We're going to, we're going to go lead this thing because we know where it's going. We, we know the next two years is, is our uh, our window of time, and and we're not going to miss that window because, you know, Johnny is over here messing up. You know, it shouldn't take Coach Brooks to to jump his tail and have to hear him complain in the locker room about getting yelled at. You know, we need to handle it because that guy's in our group or that guy's on our team. That's stuff that needs to be taken off Coach Brooks's plate. And what they've been good about because that the one question they asked is, what if Johnny doesn't want to do it? I said then you bring it to me and then I make sure it's handled. I said, I'm going to make sure it's handled regardless. I said, I'm going to check in with the kid. I'm going to find out what's going on with the kid. Um, good, bad, and ugly. He, he's going to tell me things he might not tell you. But then there's also things that kid's going to tell them that he wouldn't tell me. So I feel like I get a, a between me and the coordinators, we feel like we get a good um, look into the, 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 the picture of the globe of what's going on with this kid and, and, and why things are happening the way they are. Love it. And I got, I got a follow-up question because I'm absolutely anal about team socks. How do you do, <laughs> do you do you issue them at the beginning and let them keep them or do you take them up after every game and give them back out? How do you do it? They buy them on the team store and they're responsible. I tell them, I say, you don't, you don't have your socks. You're not playing. So, or you're, you know, you're going to, you better go borrow some from – you better find a JV kid at school that day or you better call somebody to bring you a pair. But, you know, other than that incidence, we, we've been pretty good. And I think the kids realized, they said, oh, wow, he'll actually uh, not start those guys. I think I sat them for a quarter. And uh, just to make my point, and I, I didn't have any more problem with socks after that. 
My problem is they lose them. So I, I'm yeah. I always I always go anal over team socks. I, I'm gonna tell them this year because I, uh, I spent twelve hundred dollars on them socks. <laughs> I, I didn't spend that money so you could wear your own socks. <laughs> I told some kids that came in the uh, for open house the other day. We were talking about our team store and. I said, did you get the socks? And they were like, no, I, I forgot to get the socks. And I said, well, when I, either, when I open the store again, you either get the socks or I said, you better buy some tape and learn how to make it draw a good check mark. You know, the Nike check mark. I said, you know, because one way or another, you, you're going to look like everybody else. I was, I was reading, uh, I'm, I'm reading a book right now, uh, Randy Jackson's book. And he had, he, uh, one of the things he said is the easiest part of coaching is when you put the whistle on. Yeah, it's all the other stuff that that uh, is the hard part. And uh, here we are talking about socks, you know. That's but that's one of the that's one of the things that make me crazy is the team socks. Yes, sir. Question number four, and this is a big one. Now that I know what a what a uh, veteran you are, what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first got started? The biggest thing that I have learned, and I wish I had known it more when I was an assistant. it doesn't matter what you know, X and O's or whatever. The players are not going to play for you and not going to go hard until they know you care about them. Once you know that they'll that you'll run a, through a brick wall for them, they'll 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 do anything you ask. So, yeah, twenty two years that that's the biggest thing that uh, that I've learned is that you know, until they know you care, they don't care. And uh, once, but you know, once they know you care, it, it's uh, it's not always roses. But, you know, they, it's almost that child-parent thing. They don't want to disappoint you. You know, once they know that how much you care about them and how much you have invested in them, um, they don't want to disappoint you. And, and they play 20 times harder for you than, than they ever did before when you're just, just their coach. So that's the biggest thing I've learned. Amen. I, I read a quote the other day that said, uh, if you treat your soldiers like soldiers, they'll fight till it gets hard. But if you, te- if you treat your soldiers like sons, they'll fight to the death for you. Oh, my God. That's, that's going up in our locker room. That's probably already up in yours, but yeah. I'm definitely stealing that. They got to know awesome. that you're, uh, you're all in, and they'll be all in. All right. Uh, best way to contact you. You're active on Twitter, if I'm remembering right. Yes, sir. Uh, at Acock Football or at Brooks Coach is my two Twitter handles. All right, then, I'll put those in the show notes. Uh, I know all them Y Cross guys are going to want to get to you because that that yeah. was a video. And then anything, uh, anything you want to promote, anything you want to add, this is your time. No, just that you know, I know there'll be people from all across the country, you know, watching this because I mean, like I said, you're doing a tremendous job. You know, in our state, we're just lucky we're going to have football. It looks like we're going to be able to play in the spring, hopefully, and uh, we're excited about that. I think, you know, with, with all these kids going to school, having to start school year online and things like that, it gives them something to, to look forward to. And, and for us, it's another headache, obviously. The, the one headache to it is, you know, we're going to have to worry about that, that mid-year, you know, exam and, and turnover with grades. And, and I, I think I've probably sent more uh, emails, reminder about making sure seniors are taking at least three classes and grades, grades, grades this, in August is as early as I've ever sent. But uh, you know, just excited. And, uh, you know, our, our state has great football here, like, you know, the surrounding states. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic about it, that it's going to help us, uh, more of our kids get recruited, that, you know, playing spring football, these colleges can get out more and be on our sidelines and be at our practices and 
more of our kids can be seen. And, and uh, you know, that's the whole part of this deal is to help kids try to go to college that maybe have never had that chance before. So, you know, just, uh, you know, got a lot of time, not a lot of time, but we've had some time to plan and get ready. And, and uh, you know, we've got some more planning to do and, and more prep, but uh, hopefully by February we'll be ready to go. And, and hopefully our state here will, and, and everything in our country will change here soon where maybe we can get back to a little bit of normalcy and, can get back to being around our kids a little bit more and, and, and throw the football around before it gets too cold and, and uh, just look forward to seeing my kids again. And I know my kids, my personal kids are looking forward to seeing our players again. So, um, you know, everybody wants, wants football back and uh, hopefully we'll get it here sooner than later. Now, were you able to do any summer work with your kids? I have not seen them since March 13th. Yeah, we're the same way. We have not got to see, and we saw them at the, uh, a few of them at the open houses. Yeah, in the school, and uh, pleasantly surprised. You know, they they grew up. They're 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 looking good, but uh, haven't got to practice since March. So it's tough. And you threw two nuggets. The uh, I'm, as soon as we get off this, I'm going to send out the reminder about seniors making sure they got three classes. And then I have heard nobody say what you just said about the uh, increase in the visibility for recruiting. Yeah. That's a fantastic, uh, fantastic idea and fantastic uh, selling point. I gotta, I gotta start preaching it cause you're right now. Now they're actually be able to come to a real game. So, uh, so yeah, self, you know, plus. you know, selfishly, you know, I want college football to happen this fall. I mean, one, it gives us something to watch, but you know, I want them to go ahead and play so they can get on the road this spring and, you know, Friday nights, it would, you know, yeah, I don't have a lot of D1 recruits in my school, but I got kids that can go play college football. And uh, the more of those schools that can go ahead and play, they, those coaches can get on the road and, and, and see our kids and see whoever we're playing's kids and give those kids a, an opportunity to go to college. So um, I, I'm, I'm hoping for a college football season just so the recruiting can be better for us in the spring. Yeah. Fantastic selling point. I have not, I haven't heard that and hadn't thought that, and now I'm all in, man. That's a great, great, uh, great idea and, and great selling point. Man, I sure do appreciate you doing this. Been wanting to pick your brain on program stuff for a while, and I finally got to do it. You know, I, I tell people I do the YouTube channel. That's for everybody. But the podcast is really for me. I, I'm one of the <laughs> ideas, and I got a bunch of them from you. I appreciate you doing this, buddy. No, always, Coach. I've learned so much from you and, and such a wonderful friendship and uh, – you're growing our game every single day and, and making it better. And you're making coaches like me better. And, and uh, I'm excited every single time uh, your name pops up on my phone. I'm always, I know I'm going to learn something and, and, and get something new. So appreciate you having me on. And uh, anytime, you know, I'll, I'll do anything I can do to help you. I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks a lot. Thank you.